0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Over 6 Sports Podcast. I am your host, Zach, the band of Burke, And with me, as always, is the Turf King, Cameron Charlton. What's going on, Cam?
1: What's going on, Zach? Well, what's going on is Tiger Woods is swinging a golf club again. Mm-hmm. It might only be an 8-iron. He might not be putting all his weight on his legs. But Tiger Woods is swinging an 8-iron again. Will Tiger Woods win the Masters once again? Will this be the next best comeback. I mean, I wouldn't count him out, but it's just super exciting to see Tiger Woods swinging a golf club again. When I got on Twitter the other day, literally everything like, I don't know, 50 tweets long was just people retweeting, tweeting tweeting the video of him swinging. And it was just super exciting to see.
0: Well, is he going to play in the masters in 2022? I would say yes. Is he going to win the masters. I mean, it would be, you know, quite the comeback for sure. Um, He's going to win another golf tournament. I don't – like I think he's too good. If Phil can win, like if Phil can win a major, Tiger can definitely win a major considering he's got a, a few more years to go in in age than Phil. And frankly, Tiger's just a better golfer than Phil. So, uh, yeah, it can all come together for him. I don't know if he's going to win it this year, but, I mean, the Masters is not the same without Tiger. So it'll be nice to see the – hear the roar, the roar of the Tiger again, no doubt.
1: Um, yeah, I don't even know if he probably isn't going to play in the masters come April, but I'm just thinking, I like, don't know. 2024. I mean, Phil just won a major at 50. Tiger woods has a couple years to go. So Tiger woods win another tournament. Tiger woods win another major. I will never count this guy out. Six months. Everyone said it Five again. Months? Everyone, everyone said it again. He shattered his leg. He won't swing a golf club again. He might not walk again. Who are we kidding? Can we really count tiger woods out no. for anything? No,
0: absolutely not. No. I, I mean, if, yeah, the guy probably was in the hospital practicing his putting. Like realistically, he's he gets his his assistant or whoever to roll in the putting green into his room, just leaning over the bed. You know, it's all in the it's all in the shoulders. Rolling in some pots, practicing his fist pump.
1: Yeah, I'm just excited. Like it's Tiger Woods golf is better with Tiger Woods in it. Is there any major headlines you want to touch on here, Bark? Uh
0: I mean Steven Matt signed with the cards. So I mean, that's not really major news, but he'll be off the Jays, um, you know, the Jays pitching rotation. So uh I mean it provides flexibility to sign Robbie Ray, I guess. I mean that's one of the ways that I look at it. Um Robbie Ray, Marcus Simeon, and um Vlade Guerrero named the first uh NBA team or MLB team. NBA. Yeah, well. <laughs> I'm sure they can play, but uh, first MLB team. So I mean that's pretty expected considering the seasons that they had. Uh, nice to see that uh, splattered with a bunch of Jays blue, though. No doubt about it. Uh, do you want to talk some Grey Cup? Because that's coming up. I mean, I've watched zero minutes. Actually, that's not true. I've watched two minutes of CFL this year. But
1: who's missed the playoffs? I don't even do like I don't even know who's uh, in first place.
0: Saskatchewan, I think. Ottawa. I'm pretty sure it's like uh while toronto's in the east final i know that they got a bye because there's only like one playoff game two three playoff games uh hamilton's playing somebody to, to get there and then winnipeg's playing winnipeg i think is in the west
1: final yep winnipeg and toronto are in the finals Montreal versus Hamilton and Calgary versus Saskatchewan. Oh, so
0: Saskatchewan's in. Oh, okay. So I, I thought they were uh, more dog no, shit than BC, that.
1: BC, Edmonton, and the Red Blacks all missed the playoffs.
0: Yeah. What a wild league. What and a I wild that's
1: league. enough for, our, enough for our CFL that's too talk.
0: much. Too much CFL. Uh, all right. Well, do you want to drive right into the uh, recap? Because I just kind of want to, after the week that I had, I just kind of want to get it over with. Uh, you know, fresh late start, uh, start anew. It's Thanksgiving. Shout out to all of our uh, people who listen in the U.S. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, our Thanksgiving was a month ago. But uh, finally, you get to enjoy your holiday-long weekend for y'all. So, enjoy that with your family. And uh, three games uh, three games on Thursday. Uh, so, we're going to make all those picks um, on this podcast. And then we will do the Sunday and Monday uh, on our picks uh, episode. So... Do you want to get into the recap?
1: I mean, I do. Do you really want to get into Yes. It?
0: As I said, I got to get it behind me because, um, yeah. Anyway, it's the, it's the week 11. Uh, over six NFL picks recap show. Usually I have a little bit more excitement, but it was just a rough, 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 rough week for the Bandit. A bit better for the Turf King, however. Um, Let's start it off, Cam. Who do we got first on the Thursday night?
1: Before we just go into this, we discussed earlier this year to stop backing really bad teams. You shouldn't do it. Yeah, but... So when we go through these picks, you backed a lot of really bad teams. Yeah, but I think Starting it off with the (laughs) Thursday nighter. New England went to Atlanta. New England laying seven points. They went 25 to nothing. And Zach Burke... Backs the shitty Atlanta Falcons. It's a lot of points. What was the line? But they have seven. But they had Kyle Pitts. What does Bill Belichick do? He shuts down the best offensive player for each team, which would be Kyle Pitts. Who did they have after that? Nobody. Ridley's I, out. Patterson out. They had nothing. They couldn't get anything done. They didn't put up a point.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, they had they chances. Did. Young Ho missed, like, or Young Way missed, like, two field goals. So... I mean, he finished with negative points. Still would have covered. Yeah, well, it's, See, just, it's, kind of it's, of it's just one of those things where, like, you know, Atlanta, for me, um, you know, they, they've they they've been – not scrappy is the wrong word because they've got dusted quite a few times. Uh, I just wasn't – I'm just I, – I still don't buy this Patriots hype train. I just don't. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, maybe – I mean, it's week twelve coming up. Like we're two thirds of the way through the season, so maybe I got to start giving them some credit. But part of me is like, I I'm just sick of the Patriots forever. I just do not. I would rather take an L and you know than, than listen to you know than watch them or, or or place wagers on them. I just don't know. Maybe it's because all the other rookie quarterbacks just have not been that good that I'm not giving Mac Jones enough credit, and I'm not giving Bill enough credit. But yeah, yeah, Atlanta's bad. Atlanta's playoff. By the way, Atlanta's playoff hopes. Like hearing we have a wild card spot last week, I'm like, yeah, like, like goodbye. That's gone. They might not win another game the rest of the year.
1: They did set a really neat stat though on Thursday night. I think they were the first team ever to have three different quarterbacks on three consecutive plays throw three interceptions. That's pretty hard to do. But well, they, they found a way.
0: Josh Rosen was there, so. You know we know what that's like, as Miami fans. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean Atlanta didn't get the job done, and that was just the start of of the of the shitty week for me.
1: <laughs> Moving along to the Sunday or Sunday night game, not Sunday night, Sunday one p.m. games. We had Miami heading to the Meadowlands facing the New York Jets. Miami was laying three; they cover it yep. 24-17. To be honest, it didn't even feel like that close of a game. I mean, it, just, it felt like a really good game from Miami. Everything went well. You had just one really bad throw from Tua. His second half was unbelievable. He was like 11 for 12 for 144 yards and two touchdowns. Like, when you're doing stuff like that, and you still hear it from the SGP guys, I don't know how you watch this game and see Tua doing good. Look at the stats. He was like 82% completion, two touchdowns, 273 yards. How is that not good?
0: well this is like what i tweeted out today like there's a guy on twitter i i I retweeted it as Zach Burke over six if you want to if you want to see it but i'll read it out anyway uh the guy says two haters beating kyler murray doesn't count beating herbert doesn't count beating mac jones doesn't count beating lamar doesn't count uh you know qb um qbr doesn't count completion completion percentage doesn't count on target throw percentage doesn't count what the fuck counts and I'm I'm exactly on that page. Like you can say, well, you know, he should have thrown that. Uh, he shouldn't have thrown that interception. That was just a shit throw. I I, I te- texted this to you. Like I get that it was a forced throw. Maybe he should have thrown it away. Actually, I thought there was a window there to get it, and he just missed through it. Um, like if he would have put it out wide, it's either incomplete or your or your guy makes the catch. Like it it was it was poorly thrown. There's no doubt about it. But it was the idea wasn't bad. I guess was no. He the-
1: came out. He came out in the press conference and said it was a bad decision and a bad throw. He said both were bad. You can't throw that into double coverage when you're getting almost sacked. You can't do it. It's a bad throw, bad decision, and he threw it behind. Nothing was good about it. No. So he he owned up to it. But what did he do after that? He went off in the second half. He threw great. What was another thing that people said? He doesn't look downfield. He can't get big completions. Yeah, he went for sixty five yards or sixty yeah, sixty five yard to Mac Hollins for a touchdown. Yep. Which was, by Sorry, the way, the another, longest
0: the longest completion of the weekend, out of out of, of out of anybody his career.
1: He had a couple of other ones like he looked eighteen yards down to I think Adam Shaheen on the one play. Like this game, he was looking downfield. He was doing those things. Every question everyone has about him, he seems to be closing. Is he still making stupid? Which I'd consider rookie mistakes. He's now played sixteen total games, not started all of those, and been pulled in some of those. So he's still a rookie. Basically, like, if you look at the gameplay, so is that a stupid throw, what you see rookies make? Sorry, look at the rookies in the league right now with all their interceptions and everything. Again, you hear, when anytime I downplay, oh, Trevor Lawrence is kind of making me nervous. He's not going to be, oh, well, Peyton Manning threw the most interceptions in his first year. So, yeah, rookies throw interceptions. Tua, pretty much a rookie still.
0: He's no different. He's no different. And then the other thing, too, like, that we've brought up before is that, like, if you look at who he's making completion to, Matt Collins, Adam Shaheen, Mike Sasaki. Um Isaiah Ford a couple weeks ago. Like he doesn't have the the weapons that we thought we would have in DeVonte Parker all year and Will Fuller we just don't have. And we still really don't have like uh like um who's our running back boy? Uh the name slipping me. It's uh, uh, Gaskin. Gaskin, Miles Gaskin. Uh did not have a great game and maybe he should have had a better game. They signed philip lindsey you know he didn't have a good game
1: gaskin had the best game of his year and it was quite good what yeah he are, are 89 sure? yards that's 89 80, okay. yards rushing 89 and and a receiving touchdown or 89 yeah and a receiving touchdown that's
0: not that good 89 yards That's against the jets 89 89 is a good game i don't know
1: no, he's not. Maybe a top I'm five running maybe I'm back.
0: biased because Jonathan Taylor went for five touchdowns and Eckler went for four. Like maybe
1: eighty nine yards rushing and a receiving touchdown is a good game for a running back. I would it's argue not a great game, but it's a good game.
0: I would argue that the Miami signing Philip Lindsay, by the way, today. Um, like I would argue that they don't. Maybe they, maybe they're looking at something different. I just think it's weird that you're signing a veteran running back. Um, If you actually have full, you know, full faith in, in Miles Gaskin, So I don't know. We're going to, we're going to see what's going to happen. I mean, like we're, there is a chance we're still in the hunt. We are in more of a hunt than the Falcons are. We're only two games back of the bills. Right. The bill crazy, which is, yeah. I mean, this is the thing. And like, as I said, like I said at the start of the year that I thought that the floor for Miami was like eight, nine, 10 games. And realistically, if you look back, we talked about this you know, over text too, is like, if you look back and say, if they had their weapons, if their defense was playing as good as it, as it was last year, and you taught, you talked about regression at the start of the year, which has happened, but then they picked it up in the middle of the year. Like they had winnable games here where we could be in a completely opposite position. So I do feel after winning some games recently that uh, I feel a lot more comfortable than I did when we were like one and five. And it just felt like we had no direction. Now I'm starting to get that feeling back of, okay, I see kind of what we're doing here have a little bit more faith and two haters can just shut the fuck up.
1: Yeah. And I think the last two quick things I want to touch on here is Brian Flores is a pl- guy who clearly gets better as the season goes along. He's clearly a better coach as the season goes along. He started last year slow. He was a better coach as the season went on. Secondly, Jalen Waddle is just a stud. This guy does it all. The rushing touchdown. He's just the route running. He has is unbelievable. He's making to his life a lot easier. I know we don't have fuller, or uh, Parker, but Kaseki is a top, arguably five receiving tight end, and Jalen Waddles a stud. So those are two exciting pieces. We'll see what happens with Kaseki in the off season, but just thought I needed to uh, praise Jalen Waddle a bit because we hadn't done it yet.
0: But just imagine how like open the field would be for these guys. Like you blame two, like people are like, oh, well, two doesn't like he's throwing into bad spots. Well, yeah, because if you have Waddle and Fuller and Devontae Parker and Mike Kaseki, like you're not going to be able to fully shut all those guys down and Fuller's going to be able to stretch the field Devontae's going to be able to stretch the field open up opportunities for Waddle Like Waddle's having a great year for a rookie and he doesn't have really a supporting cast of wide receiver so that can only make you excited for the future um, as I said still in the hunt, we could win out it would be a miracle but uh, I mean hey, 28-3 to 3, miracles happen
1: Moving along, we got to get through this recap show a little quicker here. San Fran heading to Jacksonville again. You back to another bad team. San Fran laying six, 30 to ten. This wasn't a game even without Elijah Mitchell. San Fran was the better team. I don't know what Jacksonville is. I don't know how you can bet on them. It's almost auto fade every week for me. I don't. I don't know if I could take the Jags at all. Their coaching staff isn't good. They have no offensive identity. James Robinson's been injured, so hopefully he gets back to full speed. Maybe they have something, but they're a bad team.
0: I picked them to cover because they back toward cover a lot this year. Like, there's been multiple games that I picked against them, and they burned me with a backdoor cover. And so the one week that I picked on them to to possibly back toward cover a San Francisco team, they absolutely shit the bed. And uh, I'll live with my decision, but, uh, I, you know, I had some red zone on and. uh I did not enjoy that game. Did not did not keep that game on for very long. I did switch over once and I was like, Nope, back we go.
1: Moving along, Washington football team went to Carolina. Carolina was favored by three and a half, and the Washington football team twenty seven to twenty one wins. Again, just the story of this game. Ron Rivera revenge game. Ron Rivera knows Cam Newton. That was the story of the game. There's nothing around it. Taylor Henneke had a good game. And uh, this was just, I think, a better coaching spot for Ron Rivera, and that's all I had to it.
0: Yeah, I mean, Washington on the road. I just, the, the, for me, again, I, I'm just going to spend the whole show explaining myself. That's, that's really what it feels like. It's like, why did you do this? And I'll tell you, and, like, if you listen back, like, I'm not giving bad reasonings. Like, a lot of my stuff was like, okay, this team is this against the spread, on the road, blah, blah, blah. Somewhat analytical. This game, again, you're Carolina at home. Uh, coming off a nice big win. Uh, it's time to, uh, you know, and I didn't think Cam necessarily played bad. Uh, but I, I don't know. I thought this Washington defense wasn't as good. I didn't think their offense was as good. And maybe what the truth is is that Carolina is still a fraud team. Maybe that's maybe that's just the facts. Like maybe they are just a fraudulent team. We're gonna find out because everybody's saying this weekend, like. Nobody's got any faith in Miami taking a W this weekend, and I'm not so sure, but we'll talk about that on our preview.
1: I think both of these teams fit in line with Miami where they're not really good, but they're not really bad. They're kind of this middle ground team where they could beat some teams that they probably shouldn't have, but they can also lose to teams they probably should beat. They're kind of in that middle tier of not really being good, but also not really being bad.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. Anyway, it was another disaster pick, but uh, considering I locked him up, maybe that was the curse. Every time we lock up, any of us lock up uh, Carolina, we lose. So that, that that could have been on me, honestly.
1: Moving along, Green Bay heading to Mini. Green Bay was favored by two and a half points here. Mini pulls it off 34 31. I mean, this really this is kind of how I expected the game to go. It was going to come down to a field goal, and it did. It looked like Kirk th- inter- threw an interception wasn't an interception they kicked the field goal win the game this was just to me taking the two and a half because i thought it would be a field goal game and it was and i just picked the wrong side
0: yeah and that's the thing right is i I, again i look at this as well and i'd say that we were right minnesota likes to keep games close and that's exactly what they did Um, green bay in my opinion had multiple opportunities to win this game and win and cover and they just did not Um, i mean look at the points kind of go like near the end like it was just wild stuff and Again, well, I, like this is the one that I—I I, mean—I don't really need, feel the need to talk about this one as much. I just thought, you know, again, we were right. It just on the wrong side, as you said.
1: Yeah, that w- that wasn't a game where I feel bad or really need excuse. We kind of thought it would come down to one possession, and it did and It was just picking the wrong side. Moving along, Detroit heading went to Cleveland. Cleveland was favored by eleven and a half. It actually looked good for most of the game, and then Baker just wasn't very good. Baker Mayfield is. An average quarterback. I think he's fine in a good scheme, which they are. When he's healthy. When he's not healthy at all, Baker Mayfield is really bad. He's not that great of a quarterback to begin with. Now that he's so injured, he's bad. I think they need to honestly play Case Keenum. I think it'll be super helpful to have Hunt back this week. Yep. Having Chubb and Hunt go together is is massive for them. It opens up so much more of the field for them. This was just kind of an ugly game to two teams who didn't want to win. The Lions are just so bad. Like, there's nothing, like, if you can't win a game like this, I don't know if you're ever going to win, to be honest. They've had a couple of these where I know it's been close against, like, a really beat-up Pittsburgh Steelers team, now against a Cleveland Browns team that was really beat up. If you can't win these close games, I don't think you're going to win this year, honestly.
0: You know, maybe it was my fault for thinking that Cleveland was going to be able to put up a bunch of points with with the injuries that they had um i did think that chubb was going to be able to just expose the the lions defense it didn't happen and um i mean the the defense did their job but unfortunately 11 points is a lot and i really should have gone that way the only again reasoning behind this pick again lions coming off a, a a game that they were competitive they were right in it overtime, extra you know extra quarter and they still lost so that's good but yeah missing by eight points is a is a tough way to go but i'm excited to pick this week's one because it's uh it's america's game of the week on thanksgiving so i mean the lions always play on thanksgiving so we'll see how that goes again
1: yep moving along right along we had the indianapolis colts heading to buffalo buffalo was favored by seven here this wasn't this was i mean just jonathan taylor yep five touchdowns we both thought this would be, this seven points was way too much. Way too like, much. This is a close game. This Indy team is better than their record. Seven points was way too much, even for Indy, if they were laying seven points. 41 15. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor just destroyed this Bills defense that had been so high. He's, I mean, the number one player in fantasy right now overall, and he's something else. He looks like, I mean, if he's not the number one pick next year, I don't know who is. And Buffalo had no answer for him all game and they couldn't do anything. Again, Josh Allen, if he doesn't can't throw deep, he really doesn't know what to do.
0: Well that's where I was gonna go. I mean I like let's talk about this for a few minutes here. This is one of the the the, the second game that I got right. Which turned out to be the last game I got right. Uh we'll get more into that. But um yeah, too many points obviously, but is Buffalo bad? Question mark? Like, I just don't understand what the big difference was last year as opposed to this year. Like, perhaps you could argue that teams are covering downfield, as you said, more, and they're just not getting it done. They just don't have the running back strength to to be able to pound the rock up the middle, and so teams are just cheating downfield. Like, is that what's going on? Or is Josh Allen just not as good? I don't know. I this argument. I'm like, like people, again, like bringing this slightly back to Tua, I'm like, Tua's QB rating this year is like 88. Josh Allen's 97, but everybody's like, "Oh, Josh Allen's the MVP." I'm like, "Okay, but like let's call a spade a spade here. Like you're not it's not like he's lighting the world on fire this year."
1: No, teams are playing Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes the same now. They're taking away running two safeties high, taking away the long passes. And Josh Allen's accuracy intermediate to deep is quite good. His short accuracy is way off for some reason. So he doesn't want to check it down. I think the lack of no running game, no running back even, like the running backs aren't even good in the passing game or anything, really hurts them. They can't check it down. They can't do any of that. It's just defenses taking digs away, take the long pass, the vertical routes away, and it's a different story. I mean, Josh Allen's still having a decent year. He's not in the MVP talks anymore with these last few weeks. But, yeah, I mean, you're still taking Josh Allen over Tua. But, yeah, there's definitely concerns with him. As there was with Mahomes earlier this year, we've seen now Mahomes adjust to him. Josh Allen, it's your turn to adjust to what happens. If you're this high caliber, that if you want to be in the same class as a guy like Patrick Mahomes, you need to figure out defenses now, as we've seen Mahomes do the last few weeks.
0: And this must be humbling for Bills fans as well, right? Like you know, you're t- you're spouting off. I, I don't get me wrong. I like Buffalo. I like going to games there. I, I don't. I like hanging out with Bills fans. They're passionate. Love them, but. Like it's, it is humbling, right? Like you rip on all this is our division now, blah, blah, blah. And there's Mac Jones and the Patriots, you know, chugging along. And, uh, and they're right there with you when nobody thought they would be. So now time to time, to put your head down. And if you're the bills, like you, you, you gotta get there. You gotta, you gotta absolutely grind out the rest of the year. Cause the, the AFC is wide open, wide open right now. So it's time to string some wins together and, uh, and shut the haters up, as as the kids would say.
1: Yeah, I mean, it sucks being a Miami fan now that New England looks like they're going to be good again, but imagine being a Bills fan. Like Bills fans have gone through so much, and now you're like, oh, we should have two or three years here where we're going to be the class of the division, then Miami might come at us, and then you're like, oh, New England's good again. One year off, that was it. It's It's got to be rough being a Bills fan.
0: I'm not weeping for them.
1: Moving along, we had the Saints heading to Philly. Philly was favored by two points, and they took it to them, forty to twenty-nine. I mean, again, this was no Alvin Kamara, which I think hurt. Uh, This team just seems to be falling apart. Injuries. I mean, you take out Jameis Winston, you take out Alvin Kamara, and this is a completely different team. They had no Michael Thomas all season, so I mean, we also got to give credit to Philly. Jalen Hurts, actually, if you look at his numbers compared to Lamar through the same amount of games, are almost identical. The guy can run. I still don't know if he can throw it as good. I mean, we still had that question mark for Lamar, really, until this year. Yep. And so I don't know if he can throw, but, man, Jalen Hurts can run, and if he can get into space, especially with the couple of their receivers. I mean, I don't want to say if a Philly might have a chance at the division because I still think the Cowboys are fraudulent off where they are.
0: Uh, I mean, I disagree. I don't think the Cowboys are fraudulent, in my opinion. But, I mean, I look at Philly, and I'd say this, like, Jalen Hurts is the number one fantasy QB this year, above Pat Mahomes, above Lamar, above Kyler. And Kyler has been injured, but he's been the number one guy this year. And I mean, look at last game playing against it was super annoying. Like he didn't give anything to Devontae Smith, and he just you know ran it in himself, selfish motherfucker. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Joking aside, he's had enough. Like just you know, he 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 is answering some questions that we definitely had last year uh that being said phillies at 5 and 6 i had them at 5 and 12 if they lose out the rest of the year i look like a genius uh it, it's probably not going to happen but again like we'll have to see like, they, like they've been on a pretty good run the last couple weeks uh i'm not sure if i'm necessarily buying all the hype uh but they've definitely surprised me a little bit just with from a quarterback standpoint um you know and from a defensive standpoint as well like i mean you put up the the saints put up 29 which is not very good considering all of the people that they have injured. Um, But, hey, if you score more points than the other team, I mean, the Leafs proved this last year. You're going to win game 6-5, it's still two points.
1: Moving right along, this game I think we can pretty much gloss over. Baltimore was heading to Chicago. Chicago had no D-line, but Baltimore had no Hollywood and no Lamar. I mean, when we bet the game, they had Lamar in, Hollywood was questionable. Lamar was out. Four and a half points was enough. They still find a way to win the game, but I mean, there's not much to read here, in my opinion, other than Lamar wasn't there.
0: Yeah, I mean, the line closed at one. So, if the line closed at one, I still would have taken Baltimore because the the Bears are just not that good. And I and I didn't think they were going to score points, and one would have covered. This is one where I think that I should we should have won, no doubt. Lamar is Lamar a four point swing? Absolutely. So that was tough. That was definitely a tough beat from a fantasy perspective for both of us. Uh, also from a picks perspective, uh, not much I really want to talk about in this game because, as you as you said, it really wasn't what we talked about last week whatsoever. Completely different scenario. So, uh, you know, we we move on to Cincinnati. No. Well, that's a bill. That's a Bill to Belichick Tennessee. reference. Well, Tennessee. Yeah. That's the same thing.
1: Houston went to Tennessee. Tennessee was laying ten points. The Houston Texans 22 to 13 upset. What did I tell you? Massive letdown spot for the Titans. They had no receivers. No Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill isn't as good as everyone thinks he is. And Tyrod Taylor will get the job done. Kept backing my guy, and he got the job done finally. Only threw for 107 yards, but had a couple rushing touchdowns, and that's all you need when you're up. Yep.
0: Really great starting Brandon Cooks that game. I'll tell you that that was that was just like oh my gosh! I you start Brandon Cooks because everybody's hurt. I'm like all right, this is gonna be a great Brandon Cooks game, and he had his worst offensive game of the season. Um, that's just it's game script. Yeah, everybody
1: thought the Texans would be up big early. No,
0: and that's the thing, right? Like it, it was, yeah, that's tough. I would like to point out, I don't really have a lot to say on this game. I was wrong, you were right, uh, but. I mean Jacksonville and Houston tied at two games apiece. We still they talk still play to it once more, right? That's uh, the thing. They play once more, so we'll see what's gonna happen here, man. Jacksonville could still uh, squeak out uh, above the Texans here. I don't know. We're gonna, we're gonna find out. It. It's definitely closer now with Tyrod injured. Okay, whatever. But it's definitely you know, it's gonna be it's gonna it's be, be interesting down the stretch.
1: The craziest thing is they each have one really good win, too. Jacksonville beat the Bills, and Houston beat the Titans. Those are two good wins.
0: Yeah, Jacksonville just plays really well against the AFC East. That's it. I mean, beat Miami, beat Bill, like beat the Bills. Everybody else, they suck. But apparently, AFC East, they're
1: like, yep, yep, we're good now. Moving into the 4 p.m. slate, we had Cincinnati Bengals heading to the Raiders in Vegas. Raiders were... One-point dogs since he took it to them, 32-13. This game was a lot closer than the score indicated. This was a lot closer, but, I mean, this Raiders team is just falling apart. This rugs thing, this Gruden thing, everything going on with the team this year. Their defense actually played better than the 32-point show, but I don't know what's going on with this team. I don't know if you can back them at the moment.
0: It was really disappointing. Waller, again, is just a disappointing player as well. Um, whether he, I didn't actually see how many points he scored over the weekend. Um, he had a good week. Let me let me pull that up real quick just so just so that I have I know my frame of reference.
1: Yeah, I mean, he had seven receptions for 116 yards. Yeah, pretty solid.
0: So he was, yeah, so he was useful. Um, but again, like it's one of those things where like he had a good week and they still got their their ass kicked. So yeah, not not having. Not having that long ball is definitely, I mean, has definitely hurt wallet. Even Rent, but like Renfro didn't have that good of a week for him. Um, Carr didn't have, like, just, you're, you're right. They, they really are just falling apart, and maybe I was biased on the week before. Um, it was only a matter of time, I guess, until Cincinnati kind of got back to how they were playing before. You know, they had a couple, they had a bye, they had a not good game, and then this week they just turned the, Turn everything back in order. Chase was good. Burles was good. And so they're going to be, yeah, they're going to be an interesting one to watch. Like every, every game this week basically made me kind of rethink everything from the week before. Like, I think this is the worst part about gambling on the NFL for me, at least is that I'm like, oh, okay. Like this is a thing. And then the next week it's, it's not a thing. So I still don't really know where I stand, but nice, nice win for the, uh, nice win for the Bengals and for the Raiders. Um, there's always next year.
1: Moving along, we had the Dallas Cowboys heading to KC. KC favored by two and a half, and they win nineteen to nine. KC covered. Dallas didn't.
0: Yeah. Hard to go Chiefs two weeks in a row.
1: The really Chiefs tough. are starting to look like they might be the best team in the AFC now. They're starting to look like. I mean, the benchmark's
0: not that high.
1: No, but since week six, the Chiefs have the number two ranked defense in the NFL. The offense starting to figure it out a bit. I mean, Pat Mahomes didn't do much in this game, but he didn't need to. Both running backs looked good. Dak looked horrible. Just absolutely terrible. Tony Pollard was their best player, probably. Well, Zeke's hurt. Yeah, but Tony Pollard all season has almost looked better than Zeke.
0: It's like A.J. Dillon and, and um Green Bay, honestly. Like Dylan's yeah, Tony
1: look- Pollard looks like the better receiving back too. Mm. like Aaron yep. Jones is a way better receiving back than Dylan. But if it was, if I was the coach for the green Bay Packers and we're like first and goal on like three, I'm handing that ball to AJ Dylan, not Aaron Jones, but Pollard is looking like the best all around running back. And it'll be interesting to see. sounds like Ceedee lamb will be healthy for Thanksgiving. He practiced fully. So if he passes the independent neurologist, then he will be available for the Cowboys. Um, uh, yeah, I just, Casey's really showing what everyone thought they should be, even without a massive game from Mahomes. I would like
0: to say as well that um, the reason that I don't think the Cowboys are frauds, as bad as their offense looked that game, they, they only gave up 19 points to the Chiefs. Okay. So for me, I think that's a positive. Like, this is why I don't think that they're necessarily frauds. I think it was a bad game by the offense. CD goes down with injury. Zeke is hurt. And, Dak doesn't have a good game, and they only lose by ten because their defense played relatively well. You're only giving up 19 points to the Chiefs with all the weapons that they have. That's not a bad game. So no, that
1: might be their best defensive game all year because they have the number one and two ranked cornerbacks for giving up yards.
0: Well, I all I'm saying is is that if you're saying that KC is the best team in the AFC right now, which is fine, like you're entitled to that, and they very well might be. Um, like I I I can't make an argument against that because I don't think that I. I don't know another team that I can name that's definitely as good right now. I just think for the Cowboys, um, you know, I, I think that that's a it's a decent effort considering how bad your offense played. So you're not going to play a team that the rest of the year pretty well that's going to be as talented as that. So there's definitely opportunity here to, um, you know, to to to, to prove your like to prove you wrong in a sense where they do belong.
1: No, nah, I'm just going to keep fading Cowboys. All right, I've well, they're still... They're, of, guess what, worked two of the last three weeks, no What problem, are Were they eight no. and two against the spread? Yeah, they're going to regress. And they're <laughs> regressing, and they're going to keep regressing. I'm going to
0: keep hammering the Cowboys. Let's go.
1: Moving along, we had Arizona heading to Seattle. When we picked the line on this game, Arizona was favored by two and a half. The closing line was Seattle favored by five and a half. So in all honesty, we made a good bet. If you look at it that way, who cares about closing line value, though? That doesn't matter. That doesn't make you money. Seattle's offense just looked horrible. Colt McCoy is the only quarterback to win a game in Seattle in both 2020 and 2021.
0: Russ Russ, hasn't done it. Uh, Russ is not cooking.
1: No. And this this is the weirdest thing about the Seattle offense, though. Russ wasn't good. He missed wide open passes. He was terrible. The Seattle offense runs the least amount of plays in the entire NFL. Significantly. They run just over four plays less per game than Houston. The mark between Houston and the ninth ranked team, slowest team, is only 2.1 plays difference. That's significant how much Seattle runs less. They run the slowest offense, which makes no sense. You've got a quarterback who can move who can throw it long to phenomenal receivers. You think you'd be wanting to run a quicker offense, run it less. It doesn't make any sense. So yeah, Russ was horrible this game. There's no beating around the bush about that, but something has to be looked at their play calling on offense as well.
0: I just, I just look at this and I'm like, man, like I, this, and again, defending myself, but this is in both of us, like this is a spot where, all signs indicated that this is going to be Seattle's game. You don't have Kyler, you don't have DeAndre Hopkins. Again, you've got Russ coming off a big loss and you're like, "Okay, perfect." Um you know, like this is a great spot and they ah, man, again, they just they just it was just painful to watch. And like I'm I starting to wonder too. I mean, like Russ is signed until until 2024. Um like, is there a possibility that reverse. his... Well, I was going to say, is there a possibility well, that his, t- his time in Seattle's coming to an end? Because, like, they... It's like they're hanging on to... Okay, like, here, here's an example. It's not a great example. Bring it back to hockey for a second. The Washington Capitals hung on to their core for a long, long, long time. After they had failure after failure after failure after failure. Probably 10 years of failure, then they won a Stanley Cup with the same core. Um, now, they persevered through all of that the nfl is a little bit more fickle though like you're not going to keep the same core in the nfl well unless you're the the falcons then you then you kind of keep the same core for no reason but like in general like your timeline your window to win is not it, it's it's not that long because players just don't last as long in the lead so is it time for them to reset and move on from all Russ? Right? like is, is it better for Russ to go somewhere else and and get a change of scenery
1: yeah, I think Russ probably wants to go f- somewhere else from all the sounds of it. He sounded upset this past off season because they did nothing for that offensive line. It's still one of the worst in the NFL. So yeah, I think it's time probably for them to part ways. So there's lots of teams looking for a really good quarterback. Denver is one of the ones popping at the top of the list for most people. So, Miami. It'll be interesting. Miami? You're mentioning Miami after just backing Tua. Let's hold off on that.
0: I'm just saying the rumors are there. I'm not saying I agree. I'm
1: just saying there's rumors. Moving along to the Sunday night football game. We had Pittsburgh heading to the Chargers. Chargers were favored by five and a half. Chargers win 41-37. I mean, my thought was Pittsburgh's defense was going to keep this close. They were missing their entire defense. No Fitzpatrick. or Yeah, no Minka. No TJ Watt. They were missing somebody else. I did not think it would be Pittsburgh's offense keeping them in this game. Big Ben, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah, this I, I is don't, this don't, is don't...
0: this is painful. Dude, this is painful. Because I saw this
1: being like a 21-17 Dude, game
0: I had the Chargers in this game and they were up 27 to 10 at the start of the fourth
1: quarter. The this Steelers put up 27 points in the fourth quarter. And then when they were losing 37-34. I like,
0: dude, I like it's it, this is one of the this is the game again, like my two and thirteen record. I look at this and I'm like, okay, I had a bad week. I picked some bad teams. But there was like three or four games where I'm like, oh, that sucks. Well, this sucks. Well, this sucks. This one might be worse. Like, I actually don't feel as bad about the the Ravens game. Different game script. Fine? Okay, whatever. Move on from that one. This one, I'm like, really? Like talk about the NFL being rigged. You gave up twenty seven points in the fourth quarter to an offense that is not that good. It's big, big, big. Ben put up twenty seven points, dude.
1: This also goes back to the fact that you just fade the Chargers at home because home is not an advantage for them.
0: Twenty seven points in the fourth quarter. That is inexcusable. And like there was what in the last four minutes there was like twenty one points.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of points. It was ridiculous. But, again. This just goes back to this I thought Pittsburgh was going to keep it close based on their defense. I which it didn't. It was the, like I I went,
0: dude, <laughs> well, I went no I went playing I went to bed with like 10 minutes remaining in the fourth and I'm like, "Oh, like Chargers got this, no doubt." And I woke up the next morning, I saw the score, and I was
1: like, "What the fuck happened?" It just all slipped away. <sighs> Moving along to the Monday Night Football game, we had the New York Giants heading to Tampa Bay. I actually lied, Burke. I counted wrong. You had three wins. Yes! You had three right. I didn't count this game yet. I missed it. You had three right. We both had Tampa Bay covering the 11 points. Yeah. 30 to 10. So, I mean, not too much to read into. New York Giants fired their offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett, after this game. Their offense has been terrible. So, Danny Dimes is getting another chance. I mean, you brought you spent a ton of money and draft capital to make this offense better, and it hasn't been. So something had to change there. So I get it. Daniel Jones, I don't know if he's the guy, but I guess you start with the OC.
0: I did have a conversation that popped up in um in my in one of my other fantasy leagues that was like if you could start a franchise right now, would you pick Daniel Jones or Tua? Because Tua is in all of the conversations. Like I'm t- I'm telling you, like every circle that I go to, it's a topic of conversation. I don't know when it got so popular to hate on this guy. But if you had to pick right now, non-biased, Tua or Daniel Jones, who would you pick? If they were supposed like, knowing their stats, whatever, saying they were the same age, whatever.
1: Well, I, I think some of that comes in, and I'm taking Tua. Daniel Jones has shown for now more than one year that he's not really an NFL caliber quarterback. Tua has played now equivalent to about a year, and... He's on the upward trajectory, so to me, I'd take in two in that conversation.
0: I should have locked this Bucks team up. Tom Brady did not lose; has not lost three games in a row since two thousand and two. And this Giants team is just bad, so I don't know why I didn't lock up the Bucks. Maybe I was afraid of the big spread, um, but they got the job done. I'm happy to hear that I didn't go two and thirteen; I went three and twelve, so that's a minor improvement. But uh, overall, not a good week. Not a good week. I definitely need to bounce back this week. It was painful, honestly. Like after the one p.m. slate, I really didn't watch much football the rest of the day because um, the gambling was miserable. Um, overall, it's been other than like the first two weeks, it's 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 uh, it's been a miserable gambling season. I'm just in the wrong spots. Like I don't know. it's it's been it's been tough i it's it's uh it was very sobering this week (laughs) watching the games play out
1: yeah this week hurts your record overall knocked you quite a bit down now you're now sitting at 72 and 88 on the year which is right around 44 percent i jumped ahead of you now 73 and 87 46 the locks are still both not great you're six for 15. This week was good for me, nine and six. So that's a bounce back week. That is a bounce back week. That's what we need, carrying forward.
0: This is true. Nine
1: and six every week, we will get this back to over fifty percent.
0: Fifty percent on locks, considering you piggybacked my Miami pick. So you know, second week in a row you have piggybacked my picks.
1: I'm two for two for taking Miami when I lost. You're two
0: for two piggybacking my locks.
1: No, I'm one for two there. We lost the Rams.
0: Oh yeah, we did. Sorry. You're fifty percent. P- piggybacking yeah. my logs, fucker pick your own picks next time we'll see what happens but no i mean as i said I, I, this is something that i feel we can just well you you, you want to keep talking about it because you had a good week but i'm like eh, this is something we can just overlook um so the good news is is that uh again american thanksgiving which is not a Three holiday games. not a holiday for us we still got to go to us for me
1: i took vacation day
0: oh yeah you did I'm a realtor, so I have a vacation day too sometimes. Uh, but we got three games. You have a vacation day every day. Well, no. So, well, I mean, it's 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 a it's a it's a moving schedule. I'm on the phone when I'm on for on vacation for Pete's sake. So I mean, it's uh it, it moves around. But as I said, three games tomorrow, uh, starting at uh, twelve. I believe is the first game.
1: Yeah, we got the twelve thirty game. We got to make these picks now. So let's get it right into it. Twelve thirty game. Chicago heading to Detroit. The what dumps a game for Thanksgiving.
0: America's dumpster fire game of the week.
1: Andy Dalton versus Jared Goff. Sounds like he will play, and it won't be Tim Boyle again. Well, that's good. <laughs> that Move move the line. The line was two and a half. It's now three for the Bears.
0: Oh, it wow. The line the oh, way. God. No, it went I down? Think it, might have
1: been, it might have been sitting at three the entire time. I actually don't know. Uh-huh. I just felt like Jared Goff's actually worse than Tim Boyle. I don't know how. But Chicago is favored by three, heading to Detroit here. Detroit, horrible on Thanksgiving. I had the record. I have lost it. But uh, they're not very good.
0: I, I was, yeah. How, how did they get all the Thanksgiving games anyway? There, I forget what it was, but it was like there was some agreement that was made like 20 years ago, and they get basically get to, they get to play every Thanksgiving for like all eternity. no matter like, The NFL should have had the option to flex them out of the spot, seriously.
1: Yeah, the Cowboys and the Lions automatically play every Thanksgiving. And then the other game, now that they've added three changes from time to time.
0: All right. So it's Chicago by three is the line.
1: Yeah. Well, this... (laughs) I mean... Detroit isn't good on Thanksgiving. Detroit's not good overall. Andy Dalton actually looked pretty good. He threw a couple nice bombs to Darnell Mooney. Things are looking better. If Akeem Hicks and stuff are playing this week, this isn't even close. Like... Chicago's a way better team than Detroit, and they're not that good either, but Detroit is horrible. Jared Goff's not going to be good. Swift might have a good game, but three points to fade this Detroit Lions team. We're not going to get to do that often, so I'm all over it.
0: I mean, I'm on the same boat. I mean, I, I'm i Chicago minus three as well. Um, you you got to, as I said, for me, the Lions, three weeks ago, I was all over them because they were being competitive. Um, Yeah, I just – the. Uh, I don't think Dan Campbell's going to be eating the turkey leg tomorrow. And this is the only gettable game. Like the the other side of this coin is you could argue, okay, well the lions, if they want to win a game, this is the one they have to go after. Uh, Justin Fields showed some legs, uh, last week. And I thought their offense looked okay. Probably like Mooney's going to be involved. Montgomery's going to be involved. Um, you're really, I I would think that the bears running backs are just going to absolutely slam the rock up the middle, down the lion's throat, really slow the game down. And, uh, yeah, should be. The, and, and Dalton's a pro. Like he's just he's just a pro's pro. He's not a he's not gonna knock the lights out. Um, but it seems like a great spot for the Bears. And uh, I mean, yeah, it's just the Lions. And maybe Dan Campbell's career with the Lions will be over after one year. Not really sure. Uh, one question for you on the, along those lines is it this? Or sorry, this is let's let's just go back to I just want to talk about Andy Dalton for a second. Would Cincinnati this year have the same success as they've had with Andy Dalton, at quarterback, as opposed to Joe Burrow?
1: I don't think so, just because I think there's something to the Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, college reunion type chemistry. I think there's something to it. You see it with uh, Waddle and Tua all the time. So I think there's something of those chemistry that helps the offense. So, no, I don't think that Burrow or Dalton would be doing as good as Burrow is there.
0: I was just curious. Just
1: just want, Just want to get your take
0: you nine yeah. and six take
1: ready to move along to the next game there. Zach.
0: Yes. To America's Moving game along. of the
1: week. I don't know. They're all it's Thanksgiving. Are they not all America's game of the week?
0: I mean, yeah. Kind of. Well game of the day.
1: Yeah. The Raiders head to Dallas, Dallas favored by seven and a half points here. Zach, do you know what the record for Dallas Cowboys? The last 10 years on Thanksgiving are uh, no spread. What? One and nine. Woof. Dallas is horrible against the spread on Thanksgiving.
0: Seven and a half is a lot of points.
1: Seven and a half is a lot of points against a capable defense when you might be out your RB1. You might be without your first two receivers. Dak looked bad. Mason Crosby's coming after him all game. I'm just going to keep doing it. One and nine against the spread the last 10 years, they're not good on Thanksgiving. Jerry Jones has more important things to worry about. Vegas, Raiders... I know I said I was going to fade them, and I probably will after this week, but fade the Cowboys. Taking the Raiders, plus seven and a half.
0: Raiders really looked bad last week. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, like Amari Cooper's going to be out. CD's maybe going to play. Zeke's going to play probably, but he's definitely not 100%. Um. Man, like I look at like let me let me just take a quick look at the at the standings here. Like I, I can't say that I know the standings off by heart. But Vegas is two two back of the two back of the Chiefs in their division. They are where are they in terms of uh in terms of wild card here. I mean yeah, wildcard they're not they're really not close. They're two back of a wild card spot as well. So I mean they gotta get some games rolling here um and the cowboys are two games up so i mean i i i just i look at this and i'm like man raiders coming off a bad week dallas is banged up dallas doesn't necessarily need the win i mean they are at home they have been good against the spread this year but as you said one and nine like how can you really go against 10 years of history i'm going to go with you on raiders plus the points a touchdown seems like a lot and i know i said that i'm going to keep hitting the hitting the the cowboys but uh, situationally it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me um i could see a case for it but history baby history is 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 destined to repeat itself
1: yeah moving along to the thursday nighter the buffalo bills head to new orleans buffalo favored by six points
0: the buffalo bills will win this game by 10 plus
1: wow Feel confident there, right?
0: Yes. Because the Buffalo Bills have been awful for four weeks. And the division is slipping away. You are one game back of the New England Patriots now. Okay? And you need to get this shit moving. The Saints do not have Alvin Kamara again. They do not have Jameis Winston, obviously. And I just don't think that they have enough. I do not think Marquise Callaway is going to be uh, lighting the bills up. And this is of all the get, of all the spots for a get right spot. This is an absolute prime time get right spot for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Um, <laughs> Buffalo is going to cover the six points.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you on that. I don't really know where to read into this game, but no Camara again mark ingram's even questionable so tony jones jr might be their starting running back this game mark ingram's been good so i wasn't i mean I, he's no camara anyway of the week but uh yeah i got to go buffalo here too i'm not going to go as confident to say they're going to win by 10 but buffalo needs this win badly i think they're going to find a way marshall Lattimore might be able to shut down digs but i think josh allen's going to have to learn use guys and learn how to use them and this might be a huge part of that dawson uh, knox I mean, cole beasley could be it it's Got to use some of these guys. So we're chalky with
0: each other to the whole Thanksgiving. Well, that takes a lot of stress off me because we'll be in pain together or be victorious together. Um, I don't know. Are, are, the, are, are the Bills a good survivor pick tomorrow? I did, I, do you see the Bills have a chance of losing is the question.
1: I don't think so, but New Orleans has been good against good teams, and like they've shut down Tampa Bay's offense. So who knows? Like that game scares me to stay away from. I feel more confident about the Bears beating Detroit. To be honest, I know nobody really else thinks that everyone, everyone's else is on Detroit money line. No wait, the Bears are winning this game. They're not losing to Detroit. Did you see
0: the public money is like eighty percent or seventy five to eighty percent on the Lions?
1: Yeah, as our SGP friends say, public dogs have fleas.
0: Ooh, I like that. Um, I mean, if you look at the Bills, by the way, the last couple games they've played, they beat Miami, they lost to Jacksonville, they beat New York Jets, they lost, to, actually this goes back farther, they beat KC, they lost to Tennessee, they beat Miami, lost to Jacksonville, beat the Jets, lost to Indy, and now they probably will beat New Orleans and lose to the Patriots the week after. Something again is, like, you could argue maybe, that maybe this is a look-ahead spot for the Bills, but I just don't. Like because they play the Patriots the week after, I just don't see it. Because you need the you need the dubs. Like if you want to make the playoffs, there's a lot of teams. A lot of teams have six wins right now. Like a lot of teams. Give me one set. I'm gonna pull it up. I'll tell you how many teams right six wins. Um you have Cincy, the Chargers, the Bills, and Indy at six wins. Now Indy, um, They haven't had their bye yet, so you know they're not quite the same. Like they don't have as many play. Cleveland as well at six and five. So you look at this and say, man, if you lose this game, like like you have five teams that have six wins. If these guys keep winning, like you're going to be in a dogfight for a wild card spot. Like you got to start winning now. I've just convinced myself even more that the Bills are going to win. Lock
1: it up. Yeah, I mean, survivor pick. I'm just pumped for a good day. Taking the day off, doing a little sim golf, watching a ton of football. Sounds like a good way to celebrate Thanksgiving for the guys down south of us. Can
0: I make one of my locks this week now?
1: Are we letting you do a Thursday night lock? I'm trying
0: to change the juju, baby. Thursday night lock.
1: Sure. One of your two locks can be a Thursday night lock. Bill's
0: minus six. Lock it up.
1: It is locked up.
0: You going to do a Thursday lock? Actually, should we lock one on a Thursday and then lock one on to, and lock one on a Sunday?
1: Sure. It's Let's Thanksgiving.
0: It it's Thanksgiving, yeah. baby. Let's, like, I mean, we can change it up. We're, we're only 50% the last couple of weeks. Like, why not?
1: Yeah, we're going to run a triple lock this week. One on Thanksgiving with the triple. Turkey header. Day lock. Let's go Bears minus three then. <laughs> Bears are not losing to Detroit. This could push, but. No, the Bears are winning this game. Detroit is not good. So, Bears minus the three points. Let's lock it up.
0: I like it. All right. Uh, we are going to be making the rest of our uh, picks uh, for our uh, our, our um, NFL uh, picks edition pod for week 12 coming out on Friday. As always, you can follow uh, us on Twitter at over6sports, at Over 6 and at C, Charlton Turf. And for the Over Six Sports Podcast, I am Zach the, man, the Burke, and with me, as always, uh, thank you for listening to Over Six Sports. We will chat with you later this week.